Hello, everyone, and happy Halloween. We are here. We didn't know it was Halloween today, but we're going to do the podcast anyways. So Ashley is uh, dressed as an adorable pea. Yeah, I, I think peas are the cutest vegetable. <laughs> Prove me wrong. You I think can't. You're probably peas are right. adorable. I want to think about this for a second. I think a radish is pretty cute. You think but, so? Yeah. No, peas are probably the cutest. Yeah, peas are, keys are probably the cutest. And uh, it looks like Sassy is dressed for the occasion. Oh, yes. Um, sassy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can even see, because Sassy's a ghost right now. Sassy's with this a ghost. very elaborate Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sassy wanted to dress up for the occasion. Yes. So. She's, I'm, she's always taking part. She's a good add to our podcast. She's a good yeah. third. You know, her, her words are silent, but... Uh, <laughs> They're strong. They are. They are indeed. <laughs> and and Bumblebee. Right oh yes. There. I don't even know if you can see him. Bumblebee is dressed as a uh, a princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What of Ashley's crowds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So anyway, today's podcast. Um, actually, you know what? Peas. 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 Um, I was thinking about and this. Thank thing. you. <laughs> You're welcome. That's what I should say. You should say you're welcome. When I say peace, that'd be a good, that'd be a good pun. That'd be a good okay. okay. <laughs> there was this, uh, tell me, tell me a story about your peas the other day. Cause there was a funny thing that yes. happened. I need so, to, they need to hear about this. This is the only time I'll be able to tell the story. Cause when am I ever going to talk about peas? You know, so this is never <laughs> going to get brought up. So golden opportunity to talk about this pea story I have. So sit tight. It's going to be a good story. Okay. I think so. it's great. <laughs> but my sense of humor, I laugh at it. <laughs> so um, Hugo, right? He is from Brazil and English is his third language, right? He speaks por- Portuguese, uh, Spanish, and English. Um, but there's still some English words that he's not as familiar with. And I love cooking and I love prepping food. So I prep his food too. And peas are on sale at the grocery store that week. So I prepped his meals with peas in it. And he was very confused what peas were called. And he was like, what are these green balls you gave me? Because <laughs> he didn't know the English word for peas. And I just like cracked up. I was like, that is so funny. So every time now, it's like a, it's an ongoing joke. I call him, I made you some green balls. <laughs> these green balls. <laughs> So I just thought that was kind What's of it, There's about, he has a lot less of them than when I first met him. He used to have a lot more like of those words like yeah. that he didn't know. And it would be like so funny. And then you, it was always so cute too. Cause like <laughs> the way he would pronounce it or something yeah. is so funny. He pronounces it as he reads it. Like, yeah. cause he might have saw it like written down, but it, when you pronounce it, it's a different, but he had no idea what peas were. That's, so I didn't know yeah. that. That's funny. I didn't know that wasn't a thing in Brazil. I mean, they have peas, but he didn't know the English word oh, for peas. Because okay. if he were to give me the Portuguese translation of peas, then that. it would I wouldn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So his best way to describe it was <laughs> green balls. What are these green balls you gave me? That's great. <laughs> oh. uh, he's he's a funny guy. I love Hugo. <laughs> he goes guys that know Hugo. Hugo's the boyfriend, by the way. <laughs> so anyway, today's podcast isn't about our amazing costumes, which I'm a hot dog. Uh, funny thing about the hot dog, Ashley, this is Ashley's costume, and we tried it on on Saturday, and we're like, let's just see if it fits, and it fit, and I got into it, and I was like trying to get it off, and we got it on the cameras, and I'm like, actually, I'm actually stuck, 
stuck between like, two buns. Stuck between two buns. She's, she's like, I should have just made you. I was training her on Saturday. She's like, I should have just made you train me the whole session. Yeah. Like, that helped you out. <laughs> that would have been stuck. But uh, speaking of training, today's podcast is all about... I guess the secrets. Yeah, we're of the spilling Olympia. all the secrets of Olympia prep. All of the secrets. So if you're you're listening to this podcast, don't tell anybody. Shh, it's a secret between you and you and me and Adam. So shh. everyone always don't wants tell to anybody, know. Shh. You know how many calories? How much cardio is she doing? What is she doing? What's this? What's that? You know. So mm-hmm. we'll spill the beans. Spill spilling the beans. Spilling the beans. Let's talk about the Olympia prep. What we're gonna do for the Olympia prep, but I think what's important is to talk about how we got even set up for the Olympia, mm-hmm. which is a, a great, we had a great setup going into the Olympia. Yeah. And let's talk about, you know, this year and the season. Totally, so wow, what a year it was. Yeah. I jumped into the first show of the year, which was the Legends Classic here in Las Vegas. How convenient. So that was literally the first show of the year. That was um, February. So I definitely, you know, I was, during that winter time, it's so, boring i'm like i gotta get into the first show of the year so of course i jumped into the vegas show and actually it did every show in vegas this year for pro bikini so that was pretty cool how many three three three, three yeah yeah was so it three or four yeah i, don't I think it was three the legends classic they changed one of nevada them, state and then the patriots yeah that's right yeah yeah so it was yeah I love, hey, I love competing when it's just down the street. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we competed in total 11 shows. And I just finished, my last show I did was Nevada State here in Vegas on October 1st. So that was like a month ago. Oh my gosh. can't believe it's been a month since I've been on stage. <laughs> Feels like forever ago. Yeah. Ashley goes about three weeks where she starts missing. She's like, I feel like yeah, I haven't competed in forever. I know. I feel like, <laughs> man, I just... <laughs> but um yeah so we competed in 11 shows this year and had a pretty dang successful season um you know after every show I took a little mini break if if the time frame allowed it to you know um which after the Nevada State I did take I, t- I took a few days off from the gym a few days off from the diet um and you know I, I I want to say it was almost like a week off from the gym. Although I did step into the gym, I, my workouts were like 50% like the week after. <laughs> I was just so worn down yeah. because the week previous to Nevada State, I was in the United Kingdom. So I felt like the jet lag like definitely caught up with me after Nevada State. And I was just like so like exhausted. I'm like, oh my gosh. That t- took a lot out of me, yeah. right? Because I did basically three shows in a row. And um, whoo. That's a doozy. So, you know how I always talk about the post-show hangover. (laughs) No alcohol involved, but you definitely feel super worn down and super exhausted. So, ever since Nevada State, um, let's see, my cardio has been very minimal. So, just to recap, I took basically like a week off from my normal training um, a week after Nevada State. And cardio, I've been doing like one session of cardio per week. since whoa, I got really loud all of a sudden. That's weird. Um, maybe I'm just talking to it differently. Actually, it's a close talker on the mic. I have to wipe them. I, I know I have lip gloss all <laughs> over gloss. this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all my germs around here. So, um, so yeah, ever since then, my cardio has been very, very minimal, and that's because we're not, you know, I, I want you to go into the reasoning for that, but. Let me just say something. It's been nice to not do that much cardio. I'm only doing one week 
or one day per week. It's been really nice because it's like for me, I really like to focus on my lifts sometimes. And like, you know, when you do cardio, I'm a, I'm a morning cardio person, right? So if I don't do cardio by like 9am, it's not happening. So I always do it like first thing in the morning. I usually walk to Orange Theory. It's about a mile away. Do my cardio there, walk home. Um, but with that being said, sometimes it's like when I do cardio in the morning, I kind of expend my energy and maybe my lifts get a little bit neglected on those days I do cardio. So it's been really nice just focusing solely on lifting and focusing my energy just on lifting and kind of just trying to maintain close to like my stage weight and stuff, which we've done a good job at. And then you also increase my calories as well. And um, now it's time to get shredded. Yeah. Yeah. Really, Time to get shredded. (laughs) It's been pretty, a pretty smooth process. And this is, and this is, I think a really good example. And we try to, I don't actually, Ashley, you do a really good job at showing, like, as an example of what I think you're, what's, what's capable if you have a good off-season. And we preach this, I mean, more than any other podcast, right, that we talk about the off-season being so important. And what you're seeing now is the reason why. So Ashley's going into the Olympia. We've raised calories up. We have have cardio pretty much at nothing, maybe one session right now of Orange Theory a week. Um, there was a point where we had no cardio for two weeks just a couple weeks ago. Um, so that's, that tells you exactly what happens if you have a good off season, right? You have a lot of girls who are struggling when they're in season, they're struggling. They're saying, this is, this is so hard. I'm doing so much cardio. This, I'm not eating any calories. Right. And Ashley's cruising right now, right? Still staying on her diet, all that. Um, but the diet right now is at 1700 calories and some change. And for a girl who's 120 X pounds on stage, you know, 120 to 120, depending, you know, all, maybe all the way up to 125 by the end of next year, depending if she has enough muscle. Um, that's a that's a pretty good amount of calories for getting for that high level of a, of a, a show and for the level of conditioning that you need. So um, the setup has been very good, and I think that's a great example to show everyone. And, um, you know, she's growing into the show right now. We're trying to grow until, really until about, about today. I mean, we're going to probably... <laughs> the cuts start today, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're getting closer to the show, and now we're just, just... And honestly, it's not because there's any reason besides, I think, mental comfort. You know, like, we... Sh- in all theory, maybe another two weeks we could go, but why stress out about yeah, that? Yeah, you know? I mean, for the Olympia especially, yeah. you better be ready sooner than later just to err on the side of caution because, you know, I definitely don't want to stress out those last few weeks if if I'm not ready or whatever. It's better to be ready ahead of time. So yeah. I would say right now, if she if she really had to, we could be in stage in three weeks. So that's a, you know, we have double that time, so we're, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. And ideally, she will get too lean too soon, and then, we're like, hey, here's a reload week. Let's have some extra food and let's have some great lifts and let's reduce cardio and let's, you know, have her feeling good and feeling full and not have to just grind, 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 hoping to hit 100%. So that's the, in theory, that's what we're trying to do. We'll see what the body, the body tells us. The body's always going to tell us the path we need to take. We might need every single day of the next, you know, the next X days we have, you know, and so, but um, that's unlikely. But, you know, at least we have the time we're not like trying to, to nail it. The worst thing that especially for a show this big or and even any any show really let's say Ashley has to be exactly 120 on stage and she's losing um one and a half pounds a week on average let's say and she has to lose 15 pounds and she's 10 weeks out well that'd be that means that she's exactly on target like she's exactly on target which is 
it's not bad to be on target, but what if one week your body doesn't respond? Yeah, or you get sick or something else yeah. and you just can't work out like you you, you could. Yeah, you know? so it's better to be ahead, and if you could always target to be ahead, that's that's the goal, you know, in the offseason. That means you had a good offseason. So um, now that being said, we're trying to, to, to grow a little bit. I, what happened from um, – she did three shows in a row. It was kind of a really strange occurrence because she did three shows in a row. She won all three. Congratulations, Ashley. Yeah, that was awesome. Woo. That's that's hard to do in bikini. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. That's like that's like impossible. That's like the first time we've done three in a row, right? Three wins. Yeah. In yeah. a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it I'll all try. within the span of four. Yeah, weeks. Yeah, because there was the 2018. You had the mile high. Yeah, but those Vancouver or Toronto. But those weren't in the span of weeks. no. Those were those months. Are yeah. spread out. Three and three weeks is what we're saying. Yeah, three and three weeks. I what? think technically three and a half, but yeah. who's counting? Yeah, just say within the span of like a month. Yeah, exactly. That's the first time. So that's super, super hard to do. Um, because the reason is most people will fade that, especially that third week. It looks like Ashley in that third week starts to get a little smaller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. We've kind of noticed that like the first, like if I do a string of like three shows, usually my first show, I'm like, oh, you know, it's pretty good. Second show is usually my best. And then the third show, I tend to get a little small. Yeah. You know? Small. Small, <laughs> little tiny Ashley. So it was really weird. Um, she went, she she did the show here, uh, did the UK, right? Um, wait, show and then UK. It, sassy is offended yes, that you sassy. forgot about the, the order, the order of the shows. Listen, I'm you sorry, can't sassy. be, hey, I know she's a ghost today, <laughs> but you can't forget about her. I didn't even see her there. Yeah. Didn't even well, see her there. Don't let it happen again. So, <laughs> so sassy. So sassy. And then the UK, and she killed the UK. That's right. Second show, UK. And then came back, and then came back was like really small for her. Like, I was shocked at how little she got. And it wasn't little like muscle. It's just like her body just, just depleted. So depleted. I, my metabolism was on fire, apparently. And she was eating too. And everything. Yeah, Oof. she was eating food. I was like, I was, I was thinking I was going to have the adverse effect when I got home. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to rebound because I've been traveling, like not even just like a four hour flight. We're talking about across the pond, yeah. you know, and my workouts are disrupted. Anytime I do a show, my workouts are disrupted that week. Okay. You just can't train like you normally do up into a show because we have a special way of doing things where we let the body kind of relax last week, but even travel itself just minimizes your workout opportunities and I didn't even really even work out that much um you know the day before Arnold and then all the way up until coming here um but anyway I was afraid I was gonna rebound I thought I was gonna like get puffy I I thought I was gonna hold water (laughs) um just because you know even on show day and, and leading up to show day I have an abundance of carbs you know part of the carb up process and sometimes you know given that you're flying and having all these carbs, you can definitely rebound a little bit. And I thought that's what was going to happen, but I had like a reverse rebound. I just got super small and I'm like, whoa. It doesn't even make, really, honestly, that's doesn't even make sense, really. I don't know if I've even had that happen to anyone else where they're eating, you know? I've had people go overseas and not be able to eat and they just didn't want to eat airport food and then they didn't eat enough and then get super stringy, but never like someone who was eating you know, it was a weird thing. Anyway, so she hasn't done cardio since she landed, really, since in the UK. It's been very, very little cardio because we went into the next show just trying to see if we could even fill her out enough to be competitive. Um, and so, so there was no cardio, just eating. Um, you know, she got out of her comfort zone. We ate a lot. And then um, it's been pretty much no cardio since then, which has been, how many weeks has that been since? 
We're at four weeks, we said, right? Four weeks? Yeah. Four I mean, I just, I, like I said, the last few weeks I've been doing a little bit of cardio, just one. Yeah, just a session. So, um, yeah, so that's basically it. And now we're going to the Olympia. And now we're going to start, um, you know, starting full preps. She's training hard. We're eating decently going into it at this point. Of, you know, 1,700 or so cows. We just raised them up for last, last week. And this week we're going to taper them down a little bit. Um, increase that cardio just a little bit. And uh, that's how we're going to basically start. The goal is to... Really go after the upper body, go after the shoulders. The lower body's there. It's dense. It looks good. Um, upper body, actually, the upper body looks pretty dense too. Just we need a little bit, a little bit of size and pop to it, which will yeah. going to work really hard at getting the next few weeks. Which um, I think we're going to have a very similar look as we did at the Arnold. I think yeah, it's hopefully replicatable. Hopefully, so. hopefully. And I thought I thought it would be good to also talk about like my current training schedule. So like I do try to train every day, and I think a lot of people are like, whoa, you don't take any resting. I mean, I do every once in a while, but keep in mind too, when I do shows, like I take like basically a whole week off afterwards. Yeah. So it's not like I'm training 365 days a year. Um, but I think a lot of people, how do I say this? They, if you say you train like seven days a week, they're like, oh, no rest day. <laughs> but it, here's the thing. I'm not doing like full body intense work. Like, I'm sorry, if, I, if I'm trying biceps, that's not going to wear me out for the day. Like, it, you're not going <laughs> to, I think people use that sometimes as an excuse. Oh, I need rest. Maybe for your mental state, but if you're, you know, if your biceps are sore the next day, then freaking do legs. You, you're not made of just a bicep, you know. You have more of the muscles than just your bicep. So, like, I do try to work out every day. Um, but sometimes they're not like as intense as you think, even if it's just like arms, you know? Um, but I have been doing a lot of stim training with Sam. So that's been super helpful. Every time I train with the stim machine, I get sore. And I know that's not always, uh, an indicator that you put on muscle or whatever, but I love the feeling of being sore. Yeah. It's like, it's such a cool feeling. It's <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, I love it. it. I say it hurts so good. Um, so I've been trying to do two stim sessions per week with her, one lower body, one upper body. And I've been training with you too, um, which has been super helpful and, um, you know, motivating as well. So, you know, I'm here at the contest prep center more, more often now these days since I'm <laughs> training a lot, but my main focus, like I mentioned is, is lifting right now. And of course, as we get closer to show, it will shift and then I'll be like super cardio heavy and doing all that. But even, even when I do a lot of cardio, it's still not as much as people might think. Yeah. Like I'm never one of those girls that do hours upon hours of cardio. And the reason why is again, just staying kind of closer to that stage weight um, definitely has its benefits. Right. Um, but yeah, like <clears throat> as far as like this point right now, I think like, it's a good place to be as far as like cutting is concerned. I feel ready to get shredded and I don't even look that far off from stage. Honestly, I'm, I mean, to me, I think I do, but I think to the untrained eye, they might not see it. Yeah. I know we can tell the difference, but I don't know if anybody else could really tell um, in photos anyway, maybe in person. Uh, but right now I actually weighed in this morning cause I did my check-in. I weighed in at um, one twenty four. Nice. So that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And I'm on stage, like you said, maybe like anywhere from like, I want to say like 121 to 123 ish. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. So I'm not too far off from stage, but I, that's kind of like the place I like to be. And I'm not saying that's doable for everyone and that you have to stay that close to stage, but it's how I prefer 
myself to be. I'm not one of those people that like to get too far off, um, honestly. And I feel like I will say too, just to sorry to cut you off, but okay. she's also not an easy loser like people. Yeah, think. I'm not an easy loser. No, she's not. I would. I'd actually put you in like the bottom thirty percent of like yeah. losing body fat. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, so that's that's one of the the one because we get a lot of slack for that. People are always like, "You shouldn't do that. It's not healthy." Like, hey, we test everything. She's healthy. We check it a few times a year. Everything's okay, and um, she's a not a fast loser. Yeah, yeah. Like some people can be like, "Oh yeah, I just took out two hundred calories of fats from my diet, and then the next week they lose two pounds." Nope, not for me. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> um, so I kind of like, yeah, it has its benefits. Like I kind of stay within that little range, um, but then again, it does take longer. I think for me to to get leaner, and I think too, it's like, I guess the disadvantage of staying um, leaner is that like. I don't get the motivating, like, feeling of seeing my body progress all the time, like, because it always kind of looks the same or similar, I should say, like, you know. So, if anything, I hold, I think I hold a little more fat in my little butt cheek, butt fold area. <laughs> and that's where I'm like, oh, yeah, I can definitely tell right there more than any other place in my body is that, like, butt fold area. That's my stubborn spot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm actually kind of looking forward to getting shredded now. So, yeah, let the shreds begin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be fun. I'm excited to be, like, starting full Olympia prep now with, like, uh, you know, intention and focus, you know? Yeah. Right, right now it's been like, oh, let's grow. Let's see if we can grow a little bit. And um, one of the things that you said, too, is you did your check-in today, which everyone does that's listening, too, like, Ashley still checks in online because I still need the data. So mm-hmm. it's just like, even though I see her all the time, I still want – I'm better online, like seeing, because right. I want to see the weekly weight trend. I want to see the weekly measurements. Um, and everyone here does that. Um, Anya does it. Kimber does it. I live with Kimber, obviously. So like, <laughs> like she still does her check-ins online. So it's, it's important. And you should be, even if you're doing your stuff like in person or if you're whatever, how you're doing it, track the data. The data is so important because we know we have years of data now in terms of what she looked like when she checked in, what her waist measurement is what her hip measurement is, how she's progressing from show to show. Um, you know, the other day she was lean and she was, uh, or she, what was it? You were, you were smaller and you were like one nine, 19. It just showed us signs that you needed to eat. It was after the uh, year, after UK. You were like. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that wasn't any time. That wasn't last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was like weeks ago. But it told us, it gives us data. You know, we have data to go off of. And people, some people they don't want to weigh in or do the measurements or whatever because they're like, it messes with their head a little bit, but it's important, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I understand if you do have that issue, but it's important because of that exact reason. You know, she was, she was midday and she was 119 when she landed. We're like, okay, that's a big problem, right? Cause you're midday, you've already drinking water and you're weighing what you should weigh on stage. Correction. I was 123 midday. Oh, so we assumed, but I assumed it was 119 because I was like chugging so much yeah. water at that point. My tummy was full of just liquid. Yes. Sorry. I remember it's that. Okay. They were like, we think you're probably. Yeah, we don't want anybody calling us out because yes. they watch the video and be like, you're lying. <laughs> yes. Adam's a liar. So, and that we're like, okay, you should be, you know, on stage 121, 122, something like that. So we knew we were really underweight. So it gave us the option of like, hey, we know we need to eat a little bit. To, you know, we had that data. We have the waist measurements. We have all that. So we knew we needed to eat. So it's cool to use that data and it becomes really easy and almost like a instruction manual more so than guessing when we know these like tracking measurements of stuff so that's why 
I like the I like the data check-ins, the online and stuff like that. So it's I'm uh, and then I I love seeing the pictures like side to side, so I can like visually see the differences and zoom in and see what's actually happening, especially in the areas that we know for you, because we know the areas for you is like the side, the outside of the side hip, the middle glute part, and then the outside tie-in. of the side hip, uh, right here, this part. Oh, underneath my butt cheek. Yeah, on the outside. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, is there a new spot that I need to be aware of? What the heck? Yeah. This is where she'll like pinch and know there's yeah. still like, she'll be like, okay, I'm in shape. Like it's like, oh, a- and then also the, the toilet seat test. <laughs> yes. So I also have this toilet seat test. It's uh, pretty scientific and accurate. But um, when I sit on the toilet, if I feel the little tendons in my hip, I have these two little tendons. If I feel like the separation between those two tendons, that means I'm getting close. And then also, if I cheek test, oh, the cheek test by my ear can get kind of bony. (laughs) That's another indicator. That one won't come until like the last like two weeks or whatever. And then also like the sternum bone, if it's like really pronounced, I'm like, oh, that means uh, I can see that little divot. Yep. And then also my belly button, the little skin on top. If I'm really (laughs) close to the show, the little skin on my belly button like has a little overhang. It's like, like hanging. A, it's like when you cook out. a turkey and you put that little thing in there and it pops. <laughs> it's no, like, it's like, not like that. Ew, like, ew. These are her signs and it's like, no, she's ready. No, that's not. It doesn't okay. pop. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an Audi. Come on now. She's so offended by I'm not. I've never been more offended <laughs> in my life. I'm not, I'm an innie, are, okay? An innie. Yeah, I'm an innie as well. Okay. But I think it's because I just have like 10 pounds of body fat I need to lose. but yeah i have that little overhang of a belly button skin on there so those are my indications but then adam has his so i think like with those little indications it's like you know sometimes one of those um pieces of data can be deceiving like whether it be weight or measurements sometimes but in conjunction with all three it gives you the best idea right because sometimes the lighting like let's say somebody like checks in and it's really bright that can be that can make their muscles look really soft and flat. If they maybe they drink a whole bunch of water or didn't use the restroom yet, that can make their waist measurement a little bit off. Um, and then weight, of course, too, if you drink or eat anything, that's going to throw it off too. So I think with all of the um, indicators, that's like obviously your best bet to kind of take all of them into consideration too. And, you know, even with weight, you know, some girls who are trying to like grow kind of into it while keeping the same amount of body fat that can also be an indication so it's like you know having a trained eye definitely helps so that's the that's the biggest difference of the the higher levels because there's just no room for error you know yeah those higher levels so as i always tell people too is when they're um like when they're in their preps and stuff and i'm like hey at the local level like anyone can have an eye for it it's not that hard at the local level you're going to be you know uh, mostly most trained people have done you know let's say a hundred preps with people, a hundred bikini preps, like you're going to be able to get you be just fine at the local level. And then you get to the national level and it gets a lot harder. And that's why you see like the same guys kind of winning all the time, the pro cards and stuff. And it's like, well, they have a trained, more trained eye, So they have a huge advantage over you who has someone who's never won a pro card. And then at the pro level, then it becomes even harder. There's just zero room for error. There's like, gosh, the guys are so good up there. You know, the, the coaches, the athletes, the everyone, they're, they're just so precise, you know? And it's like, there's just zero room for error. So you're like, you have a, a guy who's on a local level trying to compete at that level. And it's like, there's, there's no, you don't have the eye for it yet. It's a, it's a, it's a, you got to get beat up to learn that skill. You know, you got to go through the, the beatings of, of learning it, you know? So, um, that's just something that's just going to come with, with time, you know? Mm-hmm. And also for bikini, it's especially like you got to 
Like, so. I'm telling you, like, one pound is the difference between, like, first and, like, 16th. Yeah, it literally <laughs> like, is. It's, like, in a way, a little bit of a guessing game with bikini, too, because it's, like, hey, be easily too lean or too soft real quick. Yeah. And if you go either direction, it's bad. It's that little sweet spot that you have to fall into. We uh, That happened to us in, I think it was Korea. And then they said, maybe you were just a little too tight. And then we went to Korea, and then we went two pounds heavier. And then she was like, mate, you guys just maybe went a little too far. And we're like, so one pound? <laughs> it's literally one pound. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a the precision required is like so, so hard. And you have to nail it with all the outside variables, you know, the stress, the sleep. Um, hopefully you don't have your period that's the same week too, like all these things. Uh, but it's it makes it more fun, that's for sure. It's yeah, so, it's, it's more unpredictable, yeah. you know? Even, even the competitors, every competitor has to deal with that, like – am I too lean or am I not lean enough for bikini? Ah, so it's yeah. so like, uh, you know, I think, you know, we definitely try to push the limits as far as we can, as far as being lean without being overly lean. Um, for us, that seems to be a little bit safer. Uh, and I think with my body type as well, my physique, I definitely look better leaner. Yeah. Um, and they reward it for you leaner too. So it seems to be. Yeah. 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 I think some people have bigger, bigger room than you do. You don't have really any room. You have your, your soft and my soft doesn't look good. Yeah. Your soft and too lean window is pretty narrow. You know, you get other people who have a really large soft and narrow window where they're, yeah. uh, they're allowed it. And, um, just, it's just per competitor. You see some girls who have to come in shred it all the time. Some girls who are softer. And then some people are like, why is she winning when she's always soft? I'm like, well, that's the look they like on her. Yeah. Like she might not even, it. yeah, she might not even want to be that soft. It's just what they want. It's what wins for her. So definitely. And yeah. even I will give the example between the Sasquatch show and the Arnold, which was, you know, um, I I won both, so I don't want to complain about the Sasquatch show, but in my opinion, I was too soft for that show. I tightened up for the Arnold, and it made a big difference physique-wise. Yeah. And honestly, that was probably like a pound. If you look into my stats, I think it was actually a pound. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it first, the Sasquatch show it wasn't as big as the Arnold or as competitive. So I was okay to be a little bit softer, but I know what I look like at my best. And the Sasquatch show was not my best. It got the job done and I'm grateful I did it. Um, but the Arnold's when I truly peaked and that was, you know, probably a pound leaner, honestly. And it made such a big difference, especially my tie-ins. I would say more than anything, my tie-ins were like, okay, you know, <laughs> so that just goes to show you, it definitely makes a big difference because if I look like I did at the Sasquatch show at the Arnold, I would not have won. You know what I mean? Yeah. But knowing that the Arnold was a bigger, more competitive show, I had to bring my best. And I, I'm glad I did the show, the Sasquatch show beforehand. Cause I got a little sneak peek at my physique and seeing like, okay, yep. Need to get tighter. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that it was a good setup going into the Olympia, too. It was a perfect show to end on. Well, I guess in the on the big screen, perfect show to end on, on like a big, as, as like a big show. And then, obviously, did the Vegas show after that. Um, and created great momentum. And I think that it showed, like, hey, this is what, if she brings this to the Olympia this, this year, she is super competitive. And that's what everyone was saying. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of, I got a lot of messages from the, the judges and stuff, too. Said, hey, bring that. That girl, she, that is, that is what she needs. You know, that is so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I guess one thing I am nervous about is like, you know, going back to what I said, like, I'm, I always look better the second show. Anytime I looked really good, like my best showings were at my second show in a row. Now I could compete before the Olympia. 
I'm sure I'll be ready in time. I'm just afraid to risk it. Honestly, I'm afraid to risk it because I have like a lot of confidence and good, good confidence momentum coming into Olympia, right? I don't want to risk not doing as well. And then it kind of messes with my mind. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it is a good sneak peek and I can see like, okay, I gotta get leaner or whatever the case may be. So that is one thing I'm a little nervous about. I don't think I should compete two weeks before Olympia. I don't. There is a show in Texas that technically I could do it. I just think it's a bit risky for my mindset. <sighs> but I just I just need to get leaner faster. I just that's <laughs> why we're getting leaner ahead of time, right? Yeah. Just to make sure. So that's that's the only thing I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, even at last year's Olympia, I did that that was um the year that um Arnold was two weeks before Olympia because of COVID, right? So even at last year's Olympia, which I'll say is probably my second best look to date, my first best, in my opinion, is the Arnold UK. But even my second best look to date, I did the Arnold two weeks before. Same kind of scenario. The Arnold last year, I felt like a little too soft. I was like, "Eh, you know, I look okay, but mm, I know I can look better. I tightened up for Olympia and did better than I ever have physique-wise. So like, it just goes to show you, I don't know. I it was like the second show. So maybe it's just in my mind and I need to get rid of that like thing. But that's, I don't know, kind of makes me a little nervous that I'm not competing before Olympia. I think it, what's cool is that with your journey being so public, you know, and everyone's seeing it, I think that people see all the mindset stuff that goes into it too. Because, you know, for a while, you know, I, I, it's it's gone now so we could talk more openly about it too. But for a while, I think that posing was, there was like a little bit of a roadblock on your posing and confidence on stage. They kept saying confidence. I never really saw the confidence. I just saw the, the, uh, um, you know, Tarek said it good. It was a couple years ago. He was like, she's, she's competing. Um, I want her, he's like, I want her to compete to be like, this is my stage. I'm the best there ever was. You know, he was like, but I feel like she's competing to not lose. Like she's being careful. And I'm like, Oh yeah. mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't see it as strongly as you do, but I get what you're saying, you know? And so, um, but that's gone now and you come out and you own the stage and it's just, you know, it's just the the mental part of this. um, And that's a cool thing for the people to hear too, is because the judges see that, you know, the judges, especially when we talked about, so we talked about, you know, coaches and having a trained eye and and the the coaches that are more experienced always do better, right? Because they have the the trained eye, that precision to take you to that, to know the differences between the, the, what's too lean, what's not too lean, how you should be perfectly balanced, all that stuff, right? Well, the judges at the high level too, the Tareks, the Tamers, the Tylers, Sandys, you know, they also see with the, what other judges won't see, just like the coaches will see what other coaches don't see. And they see little things that we don't even think about. Oh, she's competing to not lose, not competing because she's the best there ever was, right? And that's what he wanted to see. And so it was like, oh, I never even really saw that, but okay, we could do, we could do what we can. It was really hard for Ashley because she was like, how do you improve on something you don't think you're not doing you know what I mean it's like a really it's a just a little vague yeah it's like nothing in particular it's not like oh move your foot out this way it's more like you know vague so yeah yeah, that's why it was hard it's like it's it's been a couple years and you've really done really well with it and they say that all the time too even Tarek actually on one of his Olympia TVs he was like um he does these good Olympia TVs if you guys want to see some uh, other stuff to watch um and he was like, her posing is good too. <laughs> so he was like, there we go. Full circle. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. The thing about my posing as well, and I, I know we talked a little bit about last week with Phoebe, is like my, I don't have the most elaborate routine. You know, it's not about all the flair and the the little flips of hair and spins. It's not necessarily that. I think it's just more about being smooth, you know? Yeah. Um. So I'm glad that I can kind of put my personality into it without, 
you know, just like I said last week, I don't feel pressured to be extra on stage. And I'm just, I, you know, I get down just to the basics and just kind of, you know, get to the point. <laughs> when I pose, I don't, uh, you know, my posing routine is one of the shorter ones, probably the shortest. Um, so to me, that's nice to know that I don't have to add in all these extra things. And I, there's even been talk, and you guys are hearing this first, that they might even, might, uh, shorten routines at the Olympia, given that there is uh, way too many bikini girls. Way too many. <laughs> so, so I was many. I was told from um, someone who works in, in production and all that there that there will be that is uh, confirmed that there will be, but they don't know what time it is going to be. Yeah, well, so I don't want to say it's a confirmed thing yeah. if we don't actually see it. So once we see it, yeah, that's like true. an announcement about it, then we can say it. But as far as I now, guess, I guess they talked and they agreed there need there needs to be. I they're mean, at the point of where they agreed it needs to be a time, but yeah. they don't know what the time is. They, the 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 meeting ended at agreeing there needs to be a time limit for the Olympia because there's too many girls. Yeah, so that's so. that's where it's at. So whether that's thirty seconds, whether that's a minute and it really doesn't change anything. Um, you know, who knows? What yeah. That is, and so. I, I honestly, I hope they do not just because my routine is the shortest one. So it doesn't, you know, me. <laughs> not just cause that it's just, if, if we have 70 girls on the bikini stage, just, it's a long day. Okay. It's a long day of standing in heels backstage. It's a long day for Adam to pay attention that long. And <laughs> you know, judges, they probably have to pee. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I, I do hope that there is a limit because it is getting a little out of control. I think in some of these routines, it's like, okay, we got it. You walked back like three times. Okay. Yeah. Solve that pose five times. Okay. Got it. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's a bit much. So, um, I do, I'm a fan of the shorter get to the point routines, honestly. Yeah. So that is, uh, that would benefit me for sure. Cause it's like, well, I don't have to change anything, you know? So I just do my thing on stage. Just nice, clean basic to the point routine without the extra flapping of the arms and spins yeah. and I mean, tornadoes I be, on stage. I would be a fan of doing, and everyone's going to slay me for this, but I'd be a fan of just doing like NPC style routines oh, yeah. and then just doing more time judging. Why not? Yeah, walk, definitely. Walk every class. Walk I th every Oh thing, you yeah, know? that would, you know, I think that's a good idea because yeah. if anybody ever thinks that they're being overlooked, that's, you know, you're getting compared for a long period of time. So if anybody ever had that thought or use that as an excuse, oh, I just got overlooked, you know, because you're right. Like I'm sure in other shows too, the opposing routines, maybe they took so long that the judging was had to be quick because they have yeah. to make a time slot. You know, we're thinking about the biggest show of the year. It's, it's a big production. You have to be within time limits you can't you can't be going on stage at 4 a.m for bikini you know yeah, sure. so like you have to fall within these time limits it's so it would make sense i like that idea yeah. less time posing more time judging and that way everyone feels like they're getting a fair comparison and you know there's no debate and i do hope that if they do have these time limits that they make it like okay next time limits not yeah. just saying like okay you guys one minute each because if you tell a girl just one minute each and don't like strictly enforce it, they're just going to do their normal yeah, routine it, and it's going to take two minutes each because one girl does it. Then every other girl does it because they feel like they need to be seen. Yeah. So I do hope if they do have these limits that they say like, okay, next yeah, or ding, you're off. You know who does it uh, like that too is Steve. Steve does a good job of it um, with bodybuilding. He puts those guys through the ringer on his, on their posing, like yeah. he runs them, I mean, he runs them pretty hard 
um, when it's close, you know, he'll, and it makes it a real show. It's really cool to see because like, I think about it in the opposite as a, as a, cause I'm a fan of bodybuilding. I love bodybuilding. That's why I'm actually, I'm really excited for this Olympia too, for, for multiple divisions, not just bikini. Um, but bodybuilding, um, you know, Crizzo just won over the weekend and Crizzo is this big hype guy who came from a different organization. Um, it's a, it's a really cool story. So he won his pro card and he won his first pro show in bodybuilding. Yeah. If you don't, I'll tell you the story. It's pretty cool. Um, so this guy, it's funny cause he was part of another organization and he was their best guy by like miles. Right. And, um, he just went in and smashed every show all the time. And then he's always talking smack on the IFBB guys and everyone in the internet's always like, yeah, right, dude, how about you step it up and compete with the big boys? Because the real league is the IFBB guys. So like, no matter what league you're in, what are you doing? IFBB pro league, yeah, Adam. The IFBB pro league. Yes. Not this other. <laughs> That's what he was. Yes. IFBB elite, which is, you know, I'll leave that alone, but <laughs> junior varsity it's junior, junior. It's high school compared to pro is what T-ball compared yeah. to MLB. <laughs> so, uh, the, yeah. So the IFBB elite. So he was like, he finally made the jump and he was talking smack on all these guys and all these guys are like calling him out. Like, why don't you show up then show up to the, he's so we finally did it. Right. And so, um, he came out and his first, he did his, his pro qualifier. He won that of course with, by miles wasn't his best cause he didn't really need to be. And then he like really stepped it up for this pro show over the weekend. And, um, yeah, Steve ran him through the ringer, Steve, you know, I mean, he really put a show on. And so it gets really exciting when you're watching a bodybuilding show and he's comparing these guys next to each other and he's turning them, he's posing them. But I will admit as a fan, not that exciting to watch a girl pose for 90 seconds. And I'm sure back and forth. everyone just starts to look the same at that point. Like all the, the routines just merge together and everyone, you know what I mean? It just looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when you're like, when I get excited um, well, I get excited when you come out and, you know, you do yeah, everything. You know yeah. Cause I know you and I, you know, I know a lot of these girls and I'll get excited when I see them. I'm like, okay, cool. I know her. Oh, she looks great. Right. That's my thing. But when they're, when I really get excited is when there's like top four callback, top two callback, you know, and they're, they're running you back and forth and they're switching spots and all this. And you're like, oh crap, what's that going? What's that mean? I'm, I'm anxious now. I'm never anxious or excited when it's just a girl doing her 90 second posing routine. Yeah. You know, there's no like moment for me. Right. But if you're, mm -hmm. if you're turning girls, you're walking them, you're turning them back and forth, switching spots. You're like, what's going on? And then all the hype's happening and you feel the energy of the room build up. But yeah. So yeah. And you're right. And if you even hear like the, the feedback from the audience, like you hear like people go, Oh yeah. Exactly. yeah. Like no one does that whenever you're just doing your routine. Like maybe you'll get some cheers from your friends and family, but nobody's like, yeah. Oh my God. You get the initial cheer when you yeah. break, when you break the curtain and you're like, and everyone's like, Oh, Ashley. And then it's like pretty quiet. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure, you know what? Those cheers are going to go away. If, if we, if we don't do this time limit thing, because people are going to lose their voices cheering for every competitor 70 times this you're gonna lose your voice so i i you know so cool. for the health of the of the, of the for your the lungs <laughs> for the throats for the throats lungs for having for the, a voice the next the esophagus day. of the fans um, it's already dry here in vegas you know <laughs> yeah. it's already dry can you imagine people flying in from uh, a humid environment and then they're already dehydrated here <laughs> they're already they're not drinking water because they have to sit in their seat for hours yeah. upon hours what well, the olympia pre don't want to lose your seat most people are standing for the olympia free judging behind the and gate. there's a long line at the bathroom you know your, your throat's gonna get tore up. So we're for the shorter, for the shorter routine. Yes, for the shorter routine. I hope it happens. I yes. hope it goes through, and I hope that there is a an act it being enforced. And I know it sounds harsh, but we need the okay next guy. Yeah, that the person he's gonna come across as an a hole to be like okay next. But I'm <laughs> telling you, if you don't have somebody saying okay next. 
They're just going to go all day long that's with these two-minute routines. That's how it always goes. Yes. So You know how that ish goes. <laughs> Ashley's feisty. Do you, know, do you know what that's from? No. It's a song. Is it? It's Drake. Okay. You're really good at picking out songs. Uh, what was that one, Ham? Baloney? I have no idea what you're talking you said about. It's a it's an upgrade from baloney. Oh, Otis. I'd be going ham and upgrade from baloney. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was a uh, that was one of our. Um, I remember the other day. No hands by uh, shoot. What's his name? Look, Ma, no hands. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> getting off topic. Here. Anyway, off topic. Back on back on Olympia prep. Okay, so we got your. Uh, we, we're, we're talking about. You know what you're talking about is your workout. I didn't go into that either. Yeah, like let's talk about days. the workouts. Yeah, so she's doing it. Um, Everyday workout right now. Here's the thing. A lot of people are going to freak out about that. Like, <gasps> oh, my God. Don't you need a rest day? Oh, my God. She's going to overtrain. Overtraining. <laughs> oh, my God. She trained her bicep for, for four sets today. That means she can't do anything else. <laughs> your oh arms God. need to be in your pockets the rest of the day for the rest of the week. If not, I might overtrain. Until the following Monday. Um, <laughs> so when you – here's the thing. With, with someone who works out a lot, you're also building up your ability to recover at a faster rate. So – Example would be if you haven't worked out for, you know, 10 years and you're sitting on a couch, you know, you go to the gym, you're going to be wrecked the first time if you try to do an intense workout, right? You're going to be completely wrecked. You're going to be down for like a whole week probably before you recover. Probably like honestly like 10 days. So that's a big difference though of someone who's been working out since she was a fetus. Since right? I was a fetus, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, Came out hamstrings first. Hamstrings first. Curled her way out. Curled my so, way out. So mm -hmm. the, the difference is going to be her recovery ability is at a a very elite level recovery ability. So she's going to be able to recover very quickly. She can do that same workout with that same intensity, probably two days later. Um, and so that's the thing is what people aren't seeing studies on is these hyper like elite athletes, you know, where they've been working out their whole life. They've been going, you know, there's, it takes a, a whole lot for them to create a stimulus at this point. And so they can keep going. And so it's a good idea. If you are, let's say you're, hitting a plateau and you're trying to get ready for a show and you're working out five days a week right now. Yeah. Bump it to six days. It's, that's going to be one good way of getting out of that plateau. You're in the last four weeks before your show and you're still not getting results. Yeah. Bump it to seven days. Do your cardio seven days. You know, that's another thing. It's not going to kill you if you don't have that rest day, especially if you have a time-based goal like this, like the Olympia, something that important, maybe yeah. getting ready for nationals or something, you know? So that sounds unrealistic to some, probably some moms and whatnot out there, but we're talking, you know, the Super Bowl of our sport, you know, so yeah. it's a different scenario. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I think when people think I work out seven days, of course I do intense workouts, but I don't do intense workouts seven days a week. I'm not out here doing Olympic style lifts with like, what are they, like the snatch and, and deadlift? <laughs> I'm no, like, you know, we're talking like, okay, bicep triceps one day like that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be so exhausted for my bicep tricep workout that I can't do shoulders the next day like you know what I mean so you know it, what that's why we kind of strategically do one muscle at a time or group them together like bicep tricep or whatever yeah. but I'm not doing like leg workout every day anything like that and yeah I'm I'm good to go for the next day too you know and given that this this is like the best opportunity for me to you know, get a little bit more size for Olympia, you know, we're on a kind of a time crunch, right? I'm not somebody that's got an abundance of muscle to where I have to back off. Like Anya, for example, you told her no more lifting. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Okay. I get little baby muscles, little baby <laughs> muscles. There's, there's 
still infants, okay, in my upper body anyway. So I got to make sure that I'm really, you know, doing them all I can for my upper body, especially like legs, they're good to go. Lower body, good to go. Upper body, they they still need a little more love, okay? So, um, you know, it's not a big deal to, to me to work out seven days a week. And I have the lifestyle to do so. Um, and even if I have to do like a little bicep, tricep workout at home with my dumbbells, like we're talking about a bikini workout. It's not yeah. Olympic style powerlifting. That's not what I'm doing. So I don't, I, you know, this isn't like world's strongest man <laughs> style training. It's, it's not going to exhaust me that much to where I can't work out the next day. And there's always going to be that exchange that, um, volume versus intensity thing. So if you are, so let's say for example, this is a good example for you guys. If you're, if you're one of those people that's super in the zone and you're just able to just crush yourself and maybe you're working out with your friend every day and you're doing these, you know, drop sets, supersets, banded exercises, intensifiers, you're adding to the, to the exercises. Yeah. You probably shouldn't work out every day like that. The, the intensity is too high for that type of volume, but Ashley's working out, um, super intense three times a week. Me, and Sam with the stim machine. Yeah, and I also do. Um, I work out with Sam four days a week, actually. And in your fifth. Yes, and two of the days are the stim days, right? Two of them are stim. Two so those are stim. pretty intense. Yeah, so, yeah. so the intensity. Now I will say this is a pretty high level of intensity. Carry on forever. That's for sure. Um, but but I'm um, also not doing cardio, and my calories are high for me. So. Oh yeah. So the intensity, there's another thing on the nervous system that you're not doing. So her cardio sessions are pretty tough on the nervous system because of the type of cardio that you do. When I do do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be one of the things you're, so you're, I probably, you know, when we get closer, my workouts, maybe I won't do seven. Maybe I'll do more, some more cardio and just, you know, play by ear, but yeah, I'm not overdoing it right now. <laughs> one of the things, um, that people always overlook is the nervous system. So your muscular system is going to recover. No problem. You're never going to have an issue with the muscular system, like recovering from the workouts. It's pretty rare that you're not going to have that for an advanced athlete. Their nervous system is something that'll get taxed and we'll need a break. Eventually. Um, we're probably not going to run into that window with Ashley by the time of the Olympia. And if we honestly, even if we do, we're probably not going to have, we're not going to have the luxury of paying attention to it. <laughs> it's just like, well, go through it, you know? So, um, it, that is one of the things. So, um, and that's, you know, you just need a deload once in a while when you yeah. get to that point where you're super taxed and you're just like not even wanting to go to the gym anymore. You're just, you're not going to get the optimal workouts because your nervous system's just fried. That's going to take a while to get there though. So, um, you know, and the higher the intensity, the faster you're going to get there, the higher the volume and intensity, the much faster you're going to get there. So, um, yeah, that's basically, I guess that's the, the whole thing on the seven days. And then the, right now the focus is for her upper body, you know, shoulders, uh, shoulders and arms, mainly the shoulders is the focus. Yeah. And I'm trying to get some width and their shoulders are looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. My shoulders are cooperating a little bit. Yeah. Back is, I never really had a problem with my back, but it can always be a little wider up top. That's fine. But it's not like something super priority. Abs, stop training those. This is getting too crazy. This yeah. is getting too crazy. So no more ab training for me. But um, yeah, as we get closer to Olympia, we'll probably add in some cardio sessions per week. Um, but uh, I think something else to also go into is like peak week itself is usually pretty easy. It's yeah. probably the easiest week of prep. And I just want to also uh, quickly throw this out here as well. Like we've done videos before about Olympia prep in in the previous years keep in mind that no prep is ever the same no peak weeks ever the same exactly so you might have watched a video about us talking about olympia a few years ago 
Um, and maybe we're doing a little differently now. I mean, I can't remember exactly what we said and did, but just so you know, every scenario is different because the criteria is always changing, your body evolves, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, this isn't the, how we're doing it now isn't the way we always will do it. And For maybe sure. next prep is different. Maybe next prep I will have to do more cardio in the off season or maybe eat less calories. You never know. So it's kind of something you kind of, there is no like set, this and this and this. Cause I think a lot of people get so confused. They think it's like always the same for every time. And what, how much cardio do you do when you're four weeks out from a show? It's like, I don't know. Ask me when I'm four weeks out from a show. <laughs> I won't know. You know, I can't tell you. I will see what I look like. So it's very like a weekly basis and we're always changing it up, you know? So it, there's, it's really hard to say, Oh, this is the amount of calories I'm eating at this time or this time or this time. It's like, you know, I'll know when I get there. It's the body's always changing. So we can't, we don't have a crystal ball to protect. Yeah. You know, I think that's important for people to, to know that too, is just that it's always changing and the division's always changing. It's funny. I was actually looking at video of, um, this video popped up of 2000. It was like a, it was a show at 2018. It was, uh, it was a big show. It was either the Arnold or, or the Olympia or something. It was big because all the big names were there. And I was like, man, the girl's shoulders and all that just four years ago was just so much different. And it was, a, it was a 2018 video. It was how, I saw Issa back there and Janet back there, and I was like, "Man, they're just a lot." I was looking, I was waiting to find everyone is. Yeah, I was like, "There, it's when you look back at that video." I'll send it to you. I was like, "Man, everyone was a little, a little smaller." Yeah, yeah. There there was a time where, like, I want to say in like 2018, I was probably one of the more muscular girls in bikini, and now, to be honest, I'm one of the smallest, but I'm bigger. If that makes sense, you're bigger than you were then. But I'm bigger than I was then. But now I'm one of the smaller ones. And I'm not saying small, like short. I'm saying like a petite structure in general. Like yeah. I don't carry the, mu- the most muscle on stage. That's for sure. So, you know, this is something to keep in mind. You, got, you always got to be current with it because it's changing. Posing changes, like bodies change, you know. The temple gets deeper every year. It gets tougher and tougher every single year. And it's like, ooh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. that's the Olympia for you. That's bikini. It's just like still relatively new um you know it was created in 2009 and you know it's been what 12 years since yeah. they created it so it's evolving every single year and it's definitely hard to keep up with but you know we're trying our best out here <laughs> trying our best these shoulders are trying to keep up with the big boys yeah i was i was joking with um phoebe the other day and i was like um because it's it's funny because all the Phoebe's had a kind of a rough ride to get to the Olympia. She had, you know, the lockdowns and not very many shows to compete. And then she, um, she needed to get top three in this. They did like a special show out in Europe because the lockdowns and they're like, you just need to get top three to get to the Olympia for this show. Cause there was like no shows available. So it was like the who's who of Europe. And then she ended up getting fourth, um, that year. And then the year before that, uh, where she was competing a lot, you, it was a, a point system. So if you won, you still wouldn't get to the Olympia. And she won a show. She sees like one of the two people, I think, that won a show and didn't get qualified for the Olympia because you're just chasing points that year. It was like top 10 only in points. And then if you were top five or something the year before or something like that. And um, and then so this year, so she won the UK Arnold the year um, 2021. Um, and then she gets the Olympia and I was like, so I was like, anyway, I was, I was like, good thing we've had such an easy ride road to get to the Olympia and good thing it's the easiest Olympia there ever was with only 70 girls. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I know she's uh. like, it's the, she's like, she's like literally the hardest Olympia, the hardest ride. 
Just like so, it's so much. It's so tough. So, so it makes it more worth it though for her. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I always see this too. When people ask, are you excited for Olympia? I am, but in a different way. So I always describe it like this. You know, sometimes doing like a, a local show is more fun than Olympia. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. It can be more fun because let me tell you something. The Olympia is, is a lot of pressure. So much pressure. I like to describe it as like the final exam of the year. You know, you can do good all year, but if you flunk that final exam, you flunk the class. And unfortunately, it's like what people will remember, you know, no matter what you did. So there's a lot of pressure to do well at the Olympia. You know, you just got to hope that everything turns out okay and, and your prep goes well and you peak at just the right time. It's a lot of pressure. And I, and I've spoke before on this podcast about the burden of expectation. And I still feel that from time to time, the burden of expectation, you know, I've won the Olympia in the past and like to, and I think it's getting better now, but like, you know, for a few years after, after I've won, it's like anything less than first is a failure. And it's like, you know, for example, if you take a rookie competitor and they got fifth place at the Olympia, they will be like, oh my gosh, everyone will be like, wow, that's incredible. Good job. Wow, I'm so happy for you. But let's say in that same show, somebody that won the Olympia in previous years gets fourth or whatever. It'll be like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry to hear that. Oof. You know, I, I thought you looked right up there, but mm, I'm sorry. You yeah. know, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm so happy so happy about that I mean, yeah like so it, there's it's like it's a weird thing and it's like hard to kind of I guess make that relatable to other people but like once you do well anything less than a first or whatever is like a disappointment I think it's getting better now because it's been a few years since I've won the Olympia but let me tell you a few years afterwards it was a it was very much like that it was like geez I thought I did I, I did good you know you know um so it's just it that does suck but it does it, it gets hard every every year gets harder and harder and harder and the talent pool gets deeper and deeper and deeper so it's not like me as a competitor is getting worse it's just the, just expanding you know like when I won the Olympia in 13 14 15 I would you know I think the biggest difference is the presence of overseas competitors like Back then, it was mostly American. I want to say like 90% American um, because they didn't have a lot of pro um, shows overseas. Um, so the opportunities weren't there. But now that they're all over the world, literally all over the world, it's like you get a whole new set of competitors and it just makes the talent pull deeper and deeper and deeper and tougher and tougher. So, you know, like I'm going to try my best for this Olympia. You better believe it. Hopefully it all goes well. You know, I, I did really well last year. I thought so anyway. I got yeah. third, um, but I was the ha I was happy as a clam after that. And I I don't know if you remember like me stepping off stage. Yeah. Afterwards, I'm like, did that just? Am I in the? You <laughs> know what I mean? Because I I think at that point we kind of knew I was like the top in the top um, four at least. Um, so I was just like so excited. And my goal last year was to do better than I did the previous year because, like, ever since the Olympia, I was going down by, like, one spot each year. <laughs> kind of, like, what was it, 2000, when I started working with you, 2018, when I get fifth, uh -huh. and then 19th, sixth, 27th. And then I was so happy that I was able to turn that around in 2021, and I got third. I was like, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was such an exhilarating feeling and hopefully I can have those same feels again. Yeah. Um, but that it's going to be tough. That, that seventh though was the water retention year. Oh, that, that was, was the, my that worst. That was like your worst yeah, look of sure. the year. It was yeah. like the worst look in a few years, honestly. Yeah. I was so thick. Yeah. I see. I don't look good soft. I yeah. don't. <laughs> that was, I was definitely bubbly. I was full. I was full, but. We couldn't catch up on that one. It's only happened. That happened twice where you couldn't catch up on water, but. That yeah. was one. That was one of them. Yeah. Is, and, you know, I think some of it, too, Every is probably different, you know, pressure definitely got to me on that. And, you know, your some, period the day before that. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, this is great timing. <laughs> the greatest timing. Because yeah. I don't know if you know this because you're not a girl. The second day is usually the worst, oh, honestly, yeah. for like bloating and, and cramping and water. And second day is the worst. Yeah. Well, I guess it's it's all who it is and everyone's different but for me second day is worse and i'm like yeah this is perfect timing <laughs> yay so yeah that definitely wasn't a good year for me but you know i'm happy i was able to turn it around and we'll see what happens this year we'll see um but you know i'm gonna try my best yeah i think i think everything's lining up right and just hopefully everything works out right and that we can control we all we can do is control the controllables you know and i'm glad it, we're, it's here in vegas so oh that's, that's a great controllable right there yeah, yeah you're you know you're you don't even have to get a hotel or travel you it's just great. drive yeah yeah it'll be fun i'll be at planet hollywood i'll be living there that'll be fun are you oh you're not getting a room you're i'll just, be there all day every, yeah I'll be there it's all like day. kind of pointless to get a room yeah know? well i'll be staying there because i have a fear of like yes what if i ran into travel i don't know how people live in a, in a city and then just the morning drive to the show. I think that's crazy town. I'm like, what if you got into traffic or... I had a girl miss it the other day in uh, Spain. Oh, wow. She missed her show. It wasn't a pro show, but she missed her show because of that. Yeah, I know. See, I could never. I need to be there. I don't care. I don't care if the show is next door to my house. <laughs> I'm still staying at the host hotel. You better believe it. I have nightmares about, like, missing my classes and, you know, so... I just, uh, but yeah, that's how I do things. <laughs> but the question is, Adam, I, I don't know. I haven't decided yet what color of suit to wear. Because I've tr this year this I got this crazy with the suits. Yeah, I went outside my comfort zone to try different colors. And, you know, for a while I was, like, hesitant to even try red. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, what if they don't recognize me? I'm used to wearing green. I'm used to wearing green. What if they don't recognize me? I have to start my whole career over. And then I tried <laughs> red and I loved it. Um, and then I got like on my red kick and I was just doing red. And then I, tr I went back to green for a few shows this year. Actually, probably more shows green than yeah. red this year. And now I'm kind of feeling the green though. Now I'm feeling the green. I've been, feel I've been feeling the green lately too. I got to admit. It's like, yeah. here's the thing. I like, I like both. I like red and I like green. And it's going to be so difficult for me to, tr to decide. I'm leaning more towards green though, honestly. I'm leaning more towards green, and I'm getting a new suit made, too. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys, I don't expect anyone to, to follow it that closely, but I have the two main green suits I wore this year was called Electric Kale and Grasshopper. <laughs> so Electric Kale was my lighter green suit, and Grasshopper was my darker green suit. I kind of want a green in between those two. Well, I'm sure Angels will accommodate. Oh, yeah, they yeah. will. Angels is great. So. But that's what we're working on, so... I'm I'm gonna bring my red suit just in case. So maybe I'm feeling more red that day. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So you yeah. you're voting for green. I'm I'm voting for green. Yeah, I'm voting for green. I need um, you guys to to vote in the comment section below. Yeah, red or green. Yeah, that's because because I can go either way too. But I'm voting for green. Just I, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of good reasons for that. You know. You know Even what color I'm definitely not gonna wear? Blue. 
Blue. <laughs> not going to wear blue. The blue. Let me just say, blue is the equivalent to a little black dress when you go out. Everyone looks good in blue. I mean, let me be more specific, royal blue. Yeah. Everyone looks good in royal blue. And that's why you see so many royal blues. It had its, I want uh, a challenge. It had its phase. You know, it was like there was no one wearing it for a little while. And then all of a sudden everyone wore it, you know, just like yeah. purple for a while. Everyone was wearing purple, you know, and it's like, and then, yeah, blue has been really hot lately. So. It's been hot, but not just that. It's probably the safest color, which, yeah. hey, if you're looking for a safe color, blue, you know, yeah. blue. Yeah, I don't think any judge would be like, that color doesn't work for you. But red little bit challenged but i think green is even more challenging than red because not everyone can look in green so kind of like green for that reason i'm like yeah i can pull off green <laughs> yeah i green like these peas yeah. you know green is um a sign of uh, freshness you know fresh money um <laughs> peas maybe i can get like a good Maybe I can call it something with peas. <laughs> peas in a pod. Oh, you're, yeah, that'd be a good suit name. Peas, peas in a pod. Though. Or if you guys have a good pea-related pun name for for your for new my suit, suit just like, <laughs> peas. So anyway, with with that, canned yes. peas. <laughs> we'll, we'll, that would be like a gross, like dark color. <laughs> canned. Are you peas. so stuck on these peas? Right now? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm wearing a pea outfit. Yes, and I, I actually have to pee as well. Like <laughs> that's not even just a pun. I'm sitting here with like, oh my god. Well, we're pretty much done though with the podcast, so we're gonna like actually go to the bathroom. I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate it. Talk to you guys next time. And uh, hey. Check out Angel Competition Bikini's website to get your next bikini yes. and use code Ashley Fit to save money and um, muscle egg and muscle egg too. Muscleleg.com forward slash Team Elite Physique. Keep Ashley's pod full of peas. <laughs> All right. It's, okay. it's like I was thinking of it as like money in a wallet or like, you know, eggs in the refrigerator. Okay. Okay. I got it. I just I had to, it, you had yeah, to explain it. It explained it. <laughs> All, right. All, All right. right. I got to go back. Bye. Potty.